Hello and welcome in to Rock For Him. This is episode number 28. We have almost hit 30 episodes, but 28. And we are with the fantabulous group, two of the guys from Rusty Ship. We have Russ and AJ. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on. on. This is exciting for us. Also joining me. As always, my good friends, my brothers in Christ. First up, the man, the myth, the Mohawk, Mr. Jeremy Brown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How's it going, Jeremy? Good, how are you? Good. Next up, no, that is not Robin Thicke. No. <laughs> Mr. Scott Mullins. Scott, how's it going, brother? Uh, well, can't wait to do this. This is awesome. This is. I'm excited. So, gentlemen, kicking off the show, why don't... Uh, you tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, my name is Russ T. Ship, <laughs> and I was destined to uh, start a nautical rock band named Rusty Ship um, and to uh, find ways to make music that sounds like a Rusty Ship. That's my uh, apparently my uh, calling in life. I like it. <laughs> And my name's AJ Newton. Uh, I'm Rusty Ship's drummer, and have been for going on about six years now. Uh, but uh, yeah, Russ. Russ he's also I, the, he's also uh, my first mate. I am the first mate. Yeah, nice. <laughs> but uh, been working with this guy for years now, and it's been it's been a joy of my life and a blessing. So we've been having a ball of it. Awesome, awesome. So where are you guys from? Um, I'm originally from the D.C. area mm-hmm. and uh, moved to Nashville 10 years ago, pursuing the music dream, going to Music City. Yes, nice. sir. And I'm from uh, a small town in Indiana called Waldron, which was about 45 minutes southeast of Indianapolis, so real rural community. Uh, and I live about a half hour south of Nashville in a smaller town called Spring Hill, Tennessee. Nice. Seems like a lot of people we talk to are – in Nashville right now. I mean, you guys just all get together and hang out. and you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, all the 50,000 of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ton of them moving here every day. That's for sure. So we got uh, two of you guys for the band. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, just tell us what your role is with the band and then maybe let us know who's not with us tonight. And maybe what their roles are. Certainly. Um, I'm my role is I'm Rusty Russ Ship. Uh, my role is I'm the captain of the ship. Okay. So I do all the mainly the the navigation. You know, um, I'm also the one who has I'm the most privy to where uh, how the best way to get to the treasure on the treasure maps. I like it. Yeah. So that's that's my chief role. And then, you know, when, when we're just kind of on our destination, we got some spare time. I've got a, a, a loot on in my cabin's, captain's quarters, and I just play some and write some songs in my spare time. And then I also sing. And uh, when I don't have my loot, like when we dock at the nearest port, um, usually most of the time people have electric guitars. So I just use the electric guitar and you know, record when there's a recording studio at the port and then 
yeah, so that's kind of my main role. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and I'm AJ. I play drums, but I'm also the first mate. So I help with some navigation. Uh, whenever the captain gets a little tired, uh, I'll man the helm and steer so that he can sleep at night a little bit. But that's, that is an important role. But your most important role, you're forgetting, is he's, he's the chef. I am the chef. Oh, this is yeah. true. I cook yeah. I cook up them he's mad important. beats. Yeah, I cook up a lot of mad beats whenever he's, I can. He's actually <laughs> Swedish. Ah. So he's the he's a Swedish chef. Nice. And it's <laughs> it really comes in handy. He's especially good with the, the lobsters and stuff. But yeah, he um it's really it comes in handy for making music because he's the chef in the kitchen, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. He's yep. doing all the, the motions. Mm-hmm. And then it just so happens you put a full rock drum set in front of him and he just kind of does the same thing in the kitchen, but it sounds like killer beats. Yeah, it just falls out of me. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That but, is... uh, so that's that's our role. Uh, we're missing the other two guys of the crew tonight. Yeah. Um, Doug and Dave. Doug. D&D. Yeah, we, D&D. And uh, Doug's the, uh, the other half of what we've been calling lately, jokingly, but affectionately, the IRS, the Indiana Rhythm Section. Because Doug is also, like myself, a uh, former Hoosier. We're from Indiana together. So uh, he is the other half of the rhythm section and has been holding down the bass beats and the lines for well, a little while now. Quite a while, yeah. He's been a great yeah. addition to the band. And then I'll let you talk about Dave because Dave, Dave's a, a sweet soul too. Yeah, Dave, uh, he, he's playing lead guitar for us right now. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually, um, he's he's a pretty recent addition to the band. We actually met him because he used to be in an instrumental surf rock band in Nashville. And our band, we have a lot of surf rock leanings and overtones, undertones. And uh, so we played a show with his band and then it just worked out that we had an opening and he, he jumped aboard the ship to bring his killer surf rock guitar skills into the band. Yeah. So, yeah. Very nice. Well, one thing that we absolutely love doing here on the show is talking to you guys about your testimonies. How did you guys come to know who Christ was? Excellent uh, question. I guess I'll start. Um, I was raised in a Christian home, so I don't have any crazy story, but my my parents were both very strong believers, so it was just a part of our household. And, you know, we, we read little kid Bible story books and my mom wasn't really pushing it on me but we it's just kind of what we did and so i just started asking a lot of questions when i was early like you know what happens after you die and um you know i wanted to i wanted to be where god was basically after i died so you know jesus talks about having the faith of a child and i had the faith of a child and so that's where my journey started um nothing too crazy i did i wasn't like overdosing on heroin or something and then saw a a blinding light or something like that i uh read some kids stories and i was like yeah i want this (laughs) uh but then it's just kind of been a journey ever since that for the past 30 years of uh, being a christian because i mean i I basically believed when i was three years old (laughs) so it's just kind of been a steady journey of that ups and downs huge ups huge downs crash and burn times uh fell away from my faith for a while didn't really think this stuff was real 
And then over time, gradually, I was like, uh, actually, there's some things that are kind of hard to dismiss. And I have to just I can't dismiss them so quickly. And then it kind of led me back to the whole thing, but with a a stronger faith, actually, because there's a lot more credibility because because I doubted and questioned. Yeah, I think God sometimes uses that, you know, when people say, you know, I grew up as a Christian and I kind of fell away and came back. He uses that to strengthen your faith. So that's awesome. That's powerful testimony. I love that. Yeah. I was kind of a little bit of similarities with you um, because I I, my family was uh, staunch churchgoers since I was born. Um, Growing up in a small town of Indiana, uh, Waldron, I think that my brother and I were like the sixth generation to go grow up in the same Methodist church in that small community. So it was very conservative, I guess Uh, they and what I mean by that is like they didn't really um, the only kind of music that was allowed in the church would have been an organ, a piano and maybe a choir. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I remember growing up in that a lot of fond memories. Um, like you said, I went to Sunday school a lot, did the vacation Bible school stuff growing up. Um, I enjoyed the stories, but it probably wasn't till I was maybe like 14 or 15 when I, when I feel like I discovered or got on fire for Christ, because that was when, um, my first garage band experience was a Christian rock garage band experience. Right. So, um, a good friend of mine from church invited me to play drums in this garage band. And that's when they handed me like, Hey, we're going to play this kind of stuff. And it was like DC talks, Jesus freak album. Right. And we did, um, uh, in the light, so pretty heavy it was heavy for my church um i got two claps as i always say one of them was my dad one of them was my grandpa and the rest of the congregation shunned me basically (laughs) so i i was really confused in my faith at at a young age of 15 because i was like i don't get it because i'm on fire for what this is i i love what the lord's doing in my life but these people who i grew up with did not seemingly care at all as to how i was expressing myself in that in that realm so like Rusty said, that would that would probably enter more of a, a lull period because uh, my family kind of stopped going to church not long after that, just because they just didn't didn't want to attend, I guess, anymore. And then, you know, fast forward till I was about 1920, I got on fire, forgot again, got to do some more music stuff in uh, a community church and play for a Celebrate Recovery band with my same friend, Tony, who got me turned on to that first garage band. Uh and then, you know, went to college and um, I felt like I kind of always carried a part of that through me doing some more musical stuff through college. And then uh, up, up to more recently when I met Russ, right after I moved to to Nashville, he and I got together through Craigslist of all things, which is just hilarious that, you know, neither one of us were sociopaths on Craigslist. But um, <laughs> after <laughs> after I met this guy, we, we sat down and talked for coffee uh, for like three hours, just talking about our life, uh, you know, where we come from spiritually, where we come from musically and all the wonderful things that Christ has done for us. And I think that's how we kind of hit it off right off the bat. And uh, we, we've been I feel like we've been on a pretty good high for that for the last, you know, about six years that he and I've been working together, you know. I feel like what we do is very important and how it's impacting a lot of people's lives. And, and I, the only thing or uh, being that I can give credit to that is, is Jesus Christ because mm. he brought us together. So we're still doing that. So it's true. 
That would be my testimony. That's that's my life in a nutshell. Quite a testimony. Yeah. That's awesome. That is. That is a good testimony. So who are you guys influenced by both lyrically and, and musically? That's a long list. Who, who are you influenced <laughs> by lyrically? Lyrically? You. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. you know what all the lyrics you write. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't write a lot of lyrics. No. Um I, I drums is the one natural thing that fell into me. Um no, bands wise and, and artists wise, uh, Rusty and I grew up being fans of the Beatles, uh, big fans of DC Talk, anything those guys would do. Uh, the first concert I ever went to was a Billy Graham giving a talk at the RCA Dome in Indianapolis, and Audio Adrenaline was the headlining band. Wow. And it was um, when they were doing the Some Kind of Zombie tour. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing them thinking, like, I want to do that. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. So, yeah, it. A lot of those Christian rock alternative bands, you know, I gravitated towards. And then, you know, some in the mainstream rock, you know, I, I love Alter Bridge. I, I love Foo Fighters. I love anything from the grunge era, like Alice in Chains and stuff, just because I like heavy rock and riffs. Uh, so I combined the heavy stuff that I love with the Christian stuff that I love. And I feel like that's what we've created. So, yeah. Hmm. What about uh, cool. uh, music influences? um I was really into, I was raised on oldies music, 50s and 60s, and then I got really into DC Talk in the 90s, and then I got into um, MXPX, and I was obsessed with just like heavy, raw, grungy, punk rock kind of music, and um, absolutely obsessed with the Beatles. Mm -hmm. I I got turned on to the Beatles later in life, and I was like, how did I not know about this? Um, and, uh, so I just became obsessed with that kind of music and to the point that I just had to make my own. And so it was, I started making kind of a combination of all that stuff into one, you know, artistic creation, which is what Rusty Ship is basically. And Mm. I was also really interested in, uh, surf rock, uh, from the sixties, instrumental surf rock. Like I, when I was a kid, I loved Wipeout. It was my favorite song. <laughs> and um, as I grew older, I got more into more eclectic, esoteric surf rock. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond just Wipeout and the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I did love the Beach Boys. That was my first ever favorite band of all time. First favorite band. But then uh, lyrics, my favorite lyricist is uh, uh, Dustin from Thrice. I love his... Uh, lyrics probably the the greatest uh lyricist i have ever known i would say so that's probably my number one lyrical influence of what's possible for a a lyricist really phenomenal that's a great list i I agree um so the idea of rusty ship rusty was that something you've had a dream of when you were younger and you've always played music and just started writing and then you guys met on craigslist and then maybe let us know when the two d's joined the group and have you been a have you been a group for the total six years or maybe give a little more history on on how it formed and maybe how you came up i'm sure we know how you came up with the name but maybe the theme (laughs) yeah well um there was a time believe it or not when it, the thought never crossed my mind that um, having the name Russell T. Ship could be Rusty Ship. It was like in my 
later in my life in my 20s, somebody said that one time. I was like, what? How did I go my whole life not thinking that? <laughs> and uh, so at first I was annoyed by it. Later, I thought it was cool. And eventually I embraced it mm. and identified with it. Love it. Um, but I've, I've been making music since I was, uh, I don't know, 15 or so, just obsessed with the Beatles, obsessed with songwriting. And um, it's funny because that's that was like, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, but the songs that I was writing 20 years ago kind of are, are still an influence of the songs we're releasing right now. Yeah. Um, even, even on, um, I was telling him the, the most recent single that we released in this band, the other side, um, that's one that I wrote in, I think it was 2006 or something like that, like way, way long, long time ago. But, um, when I wrote that song, you know, I was kind of just sitting on it for 15 years kind of tweaking something here tweaking something there so i have all these songs just there kind of on the shelf and as i go through my life i just kind of get a random idea all of a sudden for this one that i haven't done anything with for a while so it's it's been like 15 years of these songs kind of building and being shaped and created in little tweaks here and there so these things are kind of meticulously crafted i mean even long before rusty ship was a, a thing which that happened when i moved to nashville uh 10 years ago our the first rusty ship show ever was in 2014 so that was kind of the first thing that was before we had any recorded music or anything and um then um you know we've we've released a few albums since then basically every album that we've recorded had a completely different lineup except for me um and then well, this album and then the last one had AJ mm -hmm. on both of them. Yeah. AJ's the, the first band member who has been on more than one Rusty Ship a broke project. A <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then D&D &D have, uh, they're, they're pretty recent additions. They, they are post-pandemic additions to yeah. Rusty Ship. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. What, what was interesting with Nashville, when, when the pandemic hit, so many musicians just packed up if they, you know, were transplants and they were like, that's it. We're moving back home to stay with the family. Yeah. And a, a large handful of them didn't come back or maybe just recently came back. Mm -hmm. um, we were not immune to that, too, because our lead guitarist at the time, Eli, he moved back to uh, Virginia, um, which I think, you know, that's fine because everybody wanted to be close to home. They wanted to be closer to their families during that right. time. Um, but when we were ready to get into the studio this last time to record this new record, um, it was really it was Rusty and me and uh, our producer, Stephen Lywick. And that was that's it. It's just us three guys. Uh, and then we so we had a the crew, true, a true pandemic record. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had a, a crew of guys come in and help out to uh, professional vocalists and stuff like that when we did some other fun stuff on that record. So it was a good it was a good experiment. Uh, we we're very, very proud of how it turned out. Like Rusty was saying, D and D, the, the the new incarnation of Rusty Ship. Uh, Doug Doug came in March or April ish. I think it was March. I don't remember because we uh, we played a uh, rock and roll marathon in Nashville at the end of April, and I remember Doug helping us out with that. So that was his first show with us. Yeah, that was like our first breakout from 
pandemic hibernation so, yeah. was, was earlier this year and then, and then dave uh, you know same thing we had an opening for a guitarist and dave stalked us dave being a friend dave had we had played shows with dave's old band before uh right before the pandemic hit and uh he had heard through the grapevine we were uh we were shopping for a new lead guitarist and he he just reached out to me out of the blue through facebook chat and was like i i really love what you guys are doing and i would love to play that kind of music with you guys if that is all possible we didn't even audition him we were just like yeah we know you're great yeah just come yeah. on have fun with us exactly because yeah, we played shows with him and stuff yeah he's, he's a pro that's awesome and you know i know the rock for him listeners have really latched on to you guys when we first started our weekly top 15 we were playing bottom of the barrel and i Thank mean it, it was non-stop being requested i think it was in the top 15 for 10 weeks or more yeah I mean, it, it was in there for for quite a while so i know we you know the listeners have really you know kind of identified and what's kind of cool is the music that you guys play, even like my kid loves your guys' music. I feel like I say that oh. every week. That's what I love about the show is, <laughs> yeah. you do, is we I'm do. getting to identify not only with music that I love, but my kid hears me listening to it and she's like, Oh, that's fantastic. What are you listening to? That's so, that's you know, so thank you also thank for you. the kind words. And it's so interesting you said that because he and I were just talking about this. We went and had like a, a little bro lunch the other day. And I was telling him how my nephew, who's three and a half years old, is obsessed with our music. And I don't know if it's because Uncle AJ plays the drums. Maybe that has something to do. <laughs> but uh, even today, my brother texted me photos of him. He's like, this is how we start our day almost every day now. And it was um, our Breaking Waves music video <laughs> from, from Liquid Exorcist. He will sit there and just he loves the videos, especially What's Cracking, our newer single, yep. because it's animated. And I think he thinks it's like a cartoon and with with Uncle AJ and Uncle Rusty playing in it. <laughs> so it's and it's kid appropriate. It's 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 good, wholesome music, you know. So thank you for yeah. sharing that. That's awesome that uh, your, your children are enjoying it, too. Yeah, my 14 year old daughter loves What's Cracking. Like, that's like uh, one of her favorite songs. My, my two year old awesome. son loves it, too. Wow. Okay. And see, that's it. That's so incredible because, you know, when I was first just getting into music and really obsessed, I was a kid. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that I listen to now that I'm older and more mature, I would never <laughs> listen to that stuff when I was a kid because it's just too boring. <laughs> you know, it's too bland. Kids don't yeah. have time for that kind of stuff. They want to, like, get the feels immediately. They yeah. want that hit of good catchy hooks yeah <laughs> like you know as like it was with oldies and classic rock and the beatles it's just like bam instant catchiness yeah. and i mean that's kind of what i want to do with this band so i think kids are an incredible litmus test of whether you're doing that or not yeah and the same with my kids yeah. too i mean my kids they they i i'm listening to little voices singing melodies that i wrote all day <laughs> long just in different rooms of the house and whatever <laughs> I'm like, awesome. that is a good sign that that is uh, an earworm. Yeah. Right. yeah. And kids are brutally honest. So they, oh, yeah. are, they yeah. are a good litmus test. They'll yeah. tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I, I will admit there are a few of my songs that I, that I play and my kids just like, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, she's like, that's not for me. So we'll just find something else. Oh, but uh, 
So one question I love asking the people we talk to is if anybody were to pull up to your door right now and say, pack your bags, we're going on tour. Who would you want it to be? Who could you not say no to? That's a list. For me, I would say either, either thrice or muse actually. Uh, Muse is a a band that just kind of, I was mesmerized with them for a long time. Um, Not, not so much their latest releases, but um, still, I mean, and that's for both bands, but, yeah, it's just like they, they have such a powerful impact on me and my story as a musician. It's like mm-hmm. it would just be such an honor to play with them. And uh, Mute Math's another one that I was I just loved them. So mm-hmm. I, would, I would be so honored to play with any of those bands. I would agree with you on that, especially Muse. We, we've gotten compared to Muse quite a bit in certain yeah. certain songs. Um, but like you said, they're very experimental. So I would, I would feel like if we ever got a chance to tour with those guys, we could learn a lot from them too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, then I, I'm a diehard Allison Chains fan. So I would love <laughs> by nature, I would love because I'm biased. Cause I want to meet Sean Kenny, their drummer. Cause I've tried to mirror his drumming for like 30 years. So there you go. So there's, yeah, there's that. But, um, I don't know if we could ever revive a DC talk. Oh yeah, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> that would be great. You know, I've put I've, people want it. We've put bugs in their manager's ears over and over again. I'm sure he hears it all the time. But uh, yeah, that'd be fun to do something with those guys. That'd be awesome if and when that were to happen. Awesome. Yeah, just because they were big, they were they were the biggest uh, Christian alternative influence on me growing up. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you something right now. We are running out of time, but. If you guys have any time after this, we would love to kick off a part two with you oh, if okay. you're available. We got if time. Yeah, yeah, we got All time. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick it over to my brother, Scott, to pray us out. Give right. me five minutes. I'll set up a new uh, a new interview code and we'll kick it off again and get going for another episode. Okay. Great. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. All right. Pray, brothers. All right. Awesome. Father in heaven, thank you for another wonderful time to get together and discuss uh, music with our friends from Rusty Ship. We thank you for the blessing that they are uh, to us. Continue to bless them. Continue to uh, give them words of wisdom and, and write music to honor and glorify you. We love you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for our sins on the cross. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you again for joining us for this episode. We'll see you again in five minutes. And just remember, if you're going to rock, rock for him. Yeah. (laughs) All right. See you in just a few minutes. Okay. See you then. All right.